0: We're
1: your
0: docu sweeties. <laughs> hey, hey everyone, I'm Wa,
1: and I'm Chris, and welcome to Docu Sweeties.
0: We're two longtime friends who discuss the riveting and sometimes trashy world of reality TV and docu series. I just had a moment where I could not remember what else I was supposed to say.
1: Okay, I'm so glad you said that because it looked like someone had walked in in your your place. And I was like, holy shit, what am I going to watch right now? Anyway, so. um... (laughs) Uh, Anyways. Here's the thing. Whatever we're doing, whatever we're talking, whatever we're saying in this podcast, we're doing it through our own lens, honey. Our lens is just like a bunch of shit. But at the end of the day, it's sweet. Mm-hmm. Okay, we did it. We did it, Wah. Okay, this is a brand new season, honey, and we're on it despite this horrible intro. And why wants to shoot it again, but I won't let her because I feel like we're in some sort of like improv show, and like there's guns to our heads. I can't tell you and we can't go back. This is 90 Day Fiance the other way, honey. We call it tow, honey. We call it tow, like you tow a shitty car across the nation, and that's kind of a metaphor. And here we are, season four, episode one. It's called To Love and be wise is impossible, which is really awkward to say. And even as I was writing it down, I was like, I'm sorry, what's that? Again? Oh, wait, it's to not love... just
0: to love and be wise.
1: Well, when I looked it up online, it said to love and be wise is impossible. And it just, I mean, maybe that is grammatically correct, but it sounds awkward.
0: Really? I mean, they have not come up with good names of episodes in a while now. Normally it's a pun of some kind.
1: Yeah, and they've done, and I b- believe this to be true, many different duplicates already, where it's like, you know, uh, yeah, I mean, whatever it is, me like, you know, to- to Lady and the Tramp. Like there's been many yeah, episodes yeah, referred yeah. to as Lady and the Tramp. Love is patient, love is in a bind. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, whatever. So here's the thing. I, however, am very excited while because we have basically everyone's new except for one couple, and they're almost kind of new, but really horribly not new. But they're still feeling somewhat new-ish because they were on that spin-off, you know, basement daughter of a show 90 Day likes to call Love in Paradise. Um, but what great Diversity we have in a lot of different ways, which I'm excited to you know get into. Plus, yeah, new blood. Wah,
0: nah, nah, nah bad blood. I tried to make. I tried to go. I tried to yes and and I failed it. Anyways, yep. so um, this is nine. Oh, you already did that. I don't know what to say. Let's just jump into this. <laughs> I'm so sleepy. Sorry, everyone. I'm doing my best. I don't know why. Maybe it's because I took. You know why? I had a little bit of migraine, and I took an advil pm and it's pm honey it's pming right now um so let's step right into our first couple our first couple is jamie and chris chris starts spelled with a k not to be confused with christine farah so it's going to be really hard for me to do this and say chris over and over again um so sorry for those of you in patreon we do not have pictures so we will get it next time um jamie and chris right uh first thing we have is chris not unlike our chris not unlike chris farrah uh except for without the wings and the costumes uh in a fairy outfit twirling skipping down the driveway to the mailbox Mm -hmm.
1: and only Mm -hmm.
0: the only thing that's similar is the skipping part because chris will skip in public Oh, yes, that is true. Now I thought you
1: were gonna say this, which is a hard, hard line I have with Chris with a K. That's how we can decipher. Um, also Chris that's very sleepy, sleepy Chris. We also could call her sleepy Chris wa Um Sleepy Chris Wah, sleepy Chris loves a onesie. Now I, lo- I love I couldn't love a onesie more. You know, Wa knows this, like and it really goes across the board. Like I love jumpsuits. I love two pieces that look like one outfit like you know a top and bottom that's the same you know like i love what was wearing which is like a big overall thing that you can pretty much like wear that's like kind of onesie but like it's a warm i love what she's wearing which is pajama onesies i have onesies that zip up you know i have them with feet if i could find one that has that little like bottom thing that like pops off with the little snaps like you're like a little boy you know in the 1960s i'd buy that like i'll i just like i for some reason just i'm enamored with the thought of the idea of one outfit w- done one and done and for some reason onesies look good on me because like i have long legs and i don't know i think i look cute in them basically
0: chris just likes to get butt naked when she goes to the bathroom in private and in public
1: <laughs> well that is listen there is some caveats and you have to really <laughs> get over that because it could be freezing when you're just like naked as the day you were born honey just like in a public stall. <laughs>
0: Public stall. Yes. So she comes down and she checks the mail and she knows there's no mail. And uh, she goes back into the house and says that she is not unlike anybody else in her town, Haleyville, Alabama. And she loves to play dress up. That is who she is. She is a theater kid at heart. She didn't say that. I said that. And um, we see her in like several outfits. And then the last outfit we see her in is a unicorn onesie. So that's another thing. Yeah. So it's skipping and unicorn onesies. Um, And then um, we here that she believes that she's 40 going on 20 and that she looks 20 and i said maybe from afar
1: no no babe now here's the thing does not mean that you don't look good and you don't look better than especially also people in your town i don't think you don't look not young well here's the thing she doesn't look 20. she doesn't look 20 and the reason why is mama is sleepy you know what i'm saying and i get it because i have natural dark circles and i'm also always in wanting of a nap and i you know there's like yeah she doesn't she doesn't not look a little sleepy and because of the sleepiness she looks a little you know like she's been tired and the ben kind of ages you
0: mm-hmm. the Ben. she needs a little orange concealer underneath her regular concealer to kind of like counterbalance the blue that's underneath her eye
1: a lot of blue yeah
0: um so she's dating a girl with a very fun spelled name named jamie j-e-y-m-i uh she's venezuela living in Bogota, and um she's been married twice chris with a k and she says that she's always considered herself bisexual because i think for her it's probably the safest thing to say but she never acted on she never like announced her bisexuality And she would sneak off to gay bars in Birmingham, Alabama in order to be able to like live her best life. And the fear kept her miserable, the fear of coming out in the Bible Belt. And so one day she just decided F it. She was gonna get on an international website and she was gonna look for a baddie of her own. And she did, she found one. She's been in a one year long distance relationship with Jamie and they have not met. Uh, She also has lots of cake pans Mm. when she's doing a, a yard
1: sale didn't explain that. Like, you know, yeah, I will say this. Yeah. I, um, she's an
0: avid baker. That's what we're supposed to assume.
1: Yeah, no, for sure. I wish we could follow her into like one of the Bama butch bars. (laughs) Wouldn't she love to see it? I would. I've been at uh, Alabama once. so that's why I can call it Bama. You know, like once you've been there, you can call it, that's fine. And, um, I'm in Birmingham and, um, it's, I mean, it was beautiful, you know, really, really, really beautiful. Uh, I, wonder if chris always so chris also display you know okay so i wonder if chris you know is always attracted to uh, feminine women that's my what i wanted to ask you mm-hmm. know like and i will say that she says you know of course she has dated women before but like she wouldn't leave the house because of the unfortunate like problems we have especially where she's living in the south and her very conservative family and whatnot both are from conservative families uh you know very religious both people also different cultures very religious settings that would have probably the very same idea of homosexuality you know so uh yeah i i I really 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 like her she's so interesting like later on we'll talk about the sleepiness and that's like a shot in the heart You know, that's like also a whole other thing
0: shot in the heart and you're 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 to blame, you give love a bad name. So while she's having this garage sale, she's got on an interesting green headband and we wonder why.
1: It was just so tight, and then we meet her kids, right? And so she has one daughter and she has one son. The son's a ginger, and the daughter, you know, God bless, and is cute. Uh, the daughter was uh, also really, really cute as a little child. Like I kept taking that daughter's little baby pictures, being like, "What a beautiful baby!" Um, her daughter and her son like fully get like her alternative lifestyle. Her daughter looks like maybe like she's also in one too. God bless. Um, so yeah, her daughter's like really it giving.
0: It like... was really giving LGBTQIA. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. It's yeah, uh, yeah, her yeah.
0: name is Star. It has uh, two R's in it. She's twenty three, and um. Poor baby. Um, Chris with a K got pregnant the first time she had sex at 16. I mean, could you imagine coming from a deeply like Catholic or religious background and then just, I guess, not truly having any education when it comes to like even the pullout method that you would have the, the, just the worst luck in the world to have sex outside of marriage and then have evidence of it. Their first time, it and it's not work. even good, Chris. Chris, sex is not good the, until
1: the like eighth time, tenth, eighth. Time. I understand that, but I will say this: they never talk about how good sex feels without a condom in in educa- sex education. And I know that sounds like counterintuitive, but I think that because you never really understand how good it feels until like. And I'm hope I'm hope you know this is obviously a precursor if you if you do enjoy sex and whatnot. If you do enjoy sex, it's overwhelmingly uh, pleasurable and it's hard to, once you realize that it's happening, it could happen and like, oh my God, and then be like, oh, I choose to have it feel a little bit less. It's hard. It's a hard thing. And so you then get into self-discipline and making healthy choices. And that part of sex education, I didn't quite understand to like later i thought it'd be very easy to just be like of course condom and it's because like they didn't tell me honey how great it felt anyway so i <laughs>
0: i mean my first time what did i didn't it didn't feel it it didn't feel good my first time it didn't feel good my second i first of all my first time i felt literally nothing my second time i felt nothing as well as with the same person my third time i good felt i felt a lot and it didn't feel good I like, I have, ne- I, I have never, pers- like, you know, not never, before like the last year. I don't, I, it's just not been that experience for me. So in my mind, it is awkward and you feel
1: nothing and then you get pregnant. <laughs> well, that's what happened to her, honey. She looks at her two kids and she's like, what are you gonna miss most about your fat mom? And they're gonna be like, uh, uh, um, probably just like Fap? the snores. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding, I don't know. Also just like, you know, you're definitely leaving us and we're like teens. We're not, I mean, that 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 stars in her like teenhood, right? Like mm-hmm. that person isn't a full adult. 23, stars
0: 23, it's the ginger mm-hmm. that's, the full Irish bloodline ginger is the one that's 18. That boy's hair is so red. He is like of the fey folk of Irish lore. Like he is like from the highlands of Scotland with that red hair.
1: Yeah, honey, he's, um, he's hairy. He's spare. He's, he's spare hairy. Yeah. Uh, um, so she's then she's gonna leave him. she has no care. She's like, yeah, you're gonna miss me. We're gonna, you gonna, you're gonna miss about me He's your whole mom because I'm not, I'm not here in this country anymore. Yeah. Goodbye. You're 18, figure it out.
0: Um, mm-hmm. we also find out that, um, this, the daughter is like really calculating and she's like this, the math isn't mathing and this is not going to work. We find out that she is going to get married nine days after she gets there. And she says, she's not worried because when Jamie had COVID, which side note, Jamie, Jamie never mentioned having COVID. Covid, not at all, and that kind of leads into the narrative that Texas lady tells Chris with a K that Jamie never had Covid. So, anyways, maybe we're gonna talk about that. So I'm so excited,
1: yeah. Yeah, so she like, We says, brief, brief footage of Colombian dancing. Did you love that? Just like that little, like, it felt like, oh, I'm sorry. In the streets everywhere, everyone's just like salsa dancing all the time. There's just like streets, street salsa, street salsa? <laughs> Sounds like okay. something delicious you eat with chips. How do you both? I want street salsa and I want street salsa. Only street salsing, like, like chipping to some crunchy chips and salsa. Sorry, go on. No, go ahead. Talk about Jamie. So anyway, yeah, Jamie is soups cute, honey. I mean, she's adorable. You know, I kept looking at that nose, being like, is that your real nose? Only because it had like a little sloopy whoops, but I'm not quite sure you tell me. It's she's she's really, really beautiful. Um, she listen, she's buying lingerie at a sex shop. Now, that's not my first choice because I think that, you know, like to me, that feels a little cheap, but however, we don't know like what every option is. Uh, well, well wait, wait, what know, buying sites,
0: buying? Oh, you mean instead of buying it at a specific lingerie atelier? That's mean? Yes. Me? Okay. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think it can be, but it just depends on like what they got in Bogota. You know what I'm saying.
1: Absolutely. And you got to get what you what you got. Um, And also, listen, not all the time because I think there's definitely lingerie that like bought at a sex shop that serves a purpose. You know what I'm saying? So, but I guess in my mind, it's like, listen, am I going to get two, I'm going to get two lesbians, like two lesbians. And I love women and I want women to like be showing me, you know, like how they're doing it. And I, I don't know. And it's like, in my mind, I want my lesbians to be like wearing a lingerie that like makes them feel exquisite and you know but I think that maybe there's not a lot of options anyway this is just my fantasy honey I and mean, we all have them we all have lesbian, yeah, yeah, I was gonna my lesbian fantasy is like like la perla women in la perla honey like silk and like lace just like they don't really take it off ever because you know whatever but like they're beautiful <laughs> well,
0: that's how I want my lesbians Um when I think of lesbians um, I don't think of them in the bed with me or I don't think about like what they wear besides a strap on that's hot anyways so uh she tells us that she um is in the closet basically to her family but she is a lesbian today tomorrow next year next weekend forever that is who she is she is lesbiana and so we're really like happy for her because she's like drawing the, f- the female form on a wall and she's got a little dog that's like looking at her for her every move and um we have a conversation with her and her friends the next scene and um the friends are like what chris with a k is coming to see you didn't you tell us that she's horrible and she did all this shit to you so then we find out that the kink in the armor we find out that chris with a k ghosted jamie for 20 days and she said that she had some personal issues going on and i personally feel that there is never a reason for ghosting you can send a text saying listen i can't do this right now i'll get back at you like there is literally never an excuse for
1: it yeah absolutely especially because it was like before her birthday so you know like you're ghosting someone that you love like right before their birthday too so like your you know your absence and and you don't live there your absence definitely is being felt because you also don't live there and so not only are you not texting once or twice, you're just like gone. And she supposedly did show up then for her birthday. I don't know. And then just said that she was going through troubles or whatever. Now let's come back to our girl, Chris with a K. She also then delivers this bit of information, which I've already said, which is that she has been having some health issues. One of her health issues is she has narcolepsy and, um, yeah, like it means that yeah, narco- she just falls asleep, you know, she's tired, her body does not like her, her circadian rhythm is off her body does not know uh, sleepy time for not sleeping time. So she can just like fall asleep all the time, you know, and so maybe that was what was happening in the 20 days or whatever. She was just sleeping a lot, you know, or she didn't want to say something, you know, like, I I can't imagine that. Well, have you known anyone that's ever had narcolepsy?
0: No, the only other person that I've heard of, and this is from another reality show is Jinx Monsoon from season five of RuPaul's Drag Race, also season four of All Stars, the winner's um, uh, season. And um, she didn't talk about it in in season, her second season as the All Stars winner. So I don't know anything about narcolepsy. I could have looked it up. But I'm assuming it's some kind of neurological issue. Um, You know, movies have made fun of it throughout the 90s. But she says that it's an awful disease because people always assume that she's doing it on purpose and they feel like she doesn't care because she falls asleep on them. And I never understood it because I'm like, can you drive then? Because like, are would you then fall asleep at any moment? So then, yeah, the, her life is very, very confined, but the honey, that doesn't stop her. She has many a jobs. Okay. She owns two homes. One of which is burnt, um, on the inside. And she's like, yeah, I want to get this house, this house that I guess has four units in it up and running so she can rent it so that she can pay her rent in Bogota. And then she also wants to rent out the house next to that and so that she can also pay her rent. She also works for a security company or owns a security company, I don't know. And then she's the manager of a large shipping company. So, I mean, she was also sleeping and she was also working. Like she was doing both of those things um, and taking care of her teenage son. So I'm like, here's what I believe. Because of all of the like clickbait forward um forward information they're giving us about in the segment we know that chris with a k blows up on jamie at least two different times (laughs) that she like threatens to leave and so they're already walking in with this idea that somehow jamie is using her and it stemmed from the fact that during the 20-day hiatus Jamie got upset and started dating somebody else from the very same website. And then she gave that person her Facebook information. That person went on Facebook and saw that Jamie was in a relationship with somebody by the name of Chris. And because Chris was in Alabama and Texas was in Texas, this other woman was in Texas, Texas messages Chris and was like, Hey, just so you know, are you still in a relationship with this person? Because she's telling me you guys are not, but Facebook is telling me something else as well as she's telling me that she didn't have COVID and she's using you for money. And my thought is, it's like, Jamie, if you're using somebody for money, don't tell the other white American that you're using somebody else for money. Like keep that shit to yourself and just use everybody for money and shut up. You don't think that Texas is going to reach out to Alabama. So, she says, Chris with a K, that Jamie begged and begged and begged and begged and begged. And Jamie then understood like why that would have happened, but she's still now worried that Jamie is using her.
1: Yeah. I mean, we, we don't know the answer and, uh, you know, yeah, we don't know the answer. All, all we know is is that she is getting there, that uh, I think that Jamie has children as well, right? No, Isabel does. Okay.
0: I, yeah, Isabel. Does. I think that this reminds me a lot of um Frankie and Gabby. Like it's giving me that t- tease where we like don't know who's lying and who and what's happening until we actually get them together in the same place. So I'm very interested. We do get introduced to Mother Mona who is about Christian with a cute little pixie cut. And it's interesting because Mother Mona seems different than Chris with a K. Like to me, they don't seem like they are in the same family, or if they are in the same family, family, Mother Mona is like the fancy aunt.
1: Yeah, she's kind of like Olympia Dukakis. She gives me Olympia Dukakis. You know, people on the streets were also saying that Chris with a K, like maybe was like, into like some, you know, bad, of the bad stuff. But that was what I think, like people started to say those tweets before I think that they dropped the narcolepsy thing. And so, uh, you know, it's, it. I think it's because she's, like, she's skinny. She's a skinny woman. I don't know, my loves. I think that it's exciting to have, again, like, lesbians on. And there's obviously different tropes about lesbians. Like, here's, like, one trope, right? That they are just, like, they, like, once, like, they jump in, honey, like, heart first and just, like, like you lesbians, like, hold hands and they move in yeah. with each other. You know, like, that's, like, kind of, like, what sometimes is a stereotype with that. So, you know, I was, like, going to wonder and see if, like, this was going to kind of you know uh shade that and it is because that's always the nature of 90 day fiance shows is that like they're jumping in wholeheartedly without really near any research and or time and so um yeah you know i uh i'm excited i'm excited i really also am excited to see more uh, columbia you know in this case it's like what i want to see where are they? Alabama? they're, they're yeah. Would I want to see more? Uh, Haleyville, Alabama, or do I want to see more Bogota, Bogota Colombia? And I'll and I'll pick Bogota. Columbia. How do you say it? Bogota. Uh, and then there's sorry. also
0: yeah. Medellin, Colombia as well. I think you're right. Yeah. So we're going to Colombia twice. I, I believe maybe where is Medellin? Is that in? I think Medellin's in Colombia um so let's move on to our next couple we've got uh danielle who's 42 and johan who's 32 and for those of you guys who did not watch love in paradise shame on you
1: because if you had then
0: you already know them and uh, we wouldn't have to give you any backstory which i'm not going to here's what i'm going to say is that we get to new york city okay it's the 1920s and we hear and it's like black and white so we're like what is happening and it's like why are you playing jazzy chicago music over black and white video footage of new york wow 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 wow
1: wow i loved it i love that music i was like oh honey get that get that c side of a b side um danielle is back with those lashes honey you know and she's just like listen not much has changed i'm still like somewhat teaching, but like I was until whatever I'm deciding what I'm deciding. I'm still like mostly doing the yoga thing as my side hustle, you know, and we like show her like teaching and she, you know, she kind of, listen, I've taken a lot of yoga and maybe she's nervous, but she kind of is like, all right, downward dog, you know, put your hands, you know, make sure that you feel all the parts of your hands on the floor. Okay. Upward dog and make sure you feel uh, all the parts of your feet on the floor. And it was just a little bit like, Oh, that's what you always hear. Like my kind of like favorite kind of yoga teacher is like someone who really is mindfully looking around and giving direction that I think is a little uh, a little more specific. Well,
0: my favorite kind of yoga teacher is the kind of yoga teacher that does yoga with me um, and isn't wearing like a head wrap that indicates that if they were to even get into downward dog, it would fall right off. So Mm -hmm. she's like wearing some kind of like shawl as she's doing it too, giving us real Ifa, Mother Earth. And Mm -hmm. um, she, after the session, tells one of her um, clients, two of her clients, that she's gonna move to um, Dominican Republic to be with Johan. And they are like shocked and shooketh. And then we um, are reintroduced to the word Sanky Panky. And Sanky Panky is, when a foreigner goes to one of the beautiful Caribbean and or Central American places and they fall in love or they get with a man, you know, it's kind of like Stella got her groove uh, back-esque vibes and that man wines and dines her. And, you know, it's, it's giving Ryan from Belize with Stephanie, Ryan. And uh, so it's basically where they just use these older women for their monies, uh, either for trips to America, anything they can. Um, And she's like, I know what a Sankey Panky is. And no, he's not that. I've been there twice. I know him. We're soulmates.
1: Yeah. And I know intermediate Spanish. (laughs) So this is it for us. Believe me. Um, You know, it's so funny. So she really is driving home this narrative that she is the fucking over new york she hates new york new york is like her toxic boyfriend honey that like you know she you know gives her sometimes good things but the truth of the matter is such work that she's just over it you know she's she doesn't want it anymore yes she, of course she will order a matcha latte with oat milk and i don't know whether she thinks she's going to be able to like get that all the time and the dr but maybe she'll be making it herself i'm not quite sure um yeah and
0: she also like needs the access to good skincare that new york has to mm-hmm. offer and I'm like, have somebody send you, have have Sandra or Lizette send you some skincare. It's it's fine.
1: Yeah, um, and we meet those two babes again now. We remember remember them when she told them that she was going there in the first place and they were like, <gasps> that's crazy and you're a nightmare. And why would you do that? It's a horrible idea. So we basically have the exact same scene, except this time they're like, okay, okay, okay. You're gonna go over there and uh, just what are you going to do for money? And this bitch looks at these two women in their eyes, honey, and has the audacity to be like, I'll manifest it.
0: You man. Okay. okay. All right. Well, she said, she said the one thing that I think okay. knew her friends, that her friends at that point knew that the war had been lost. <laughs> they just needed to accept it and move on and so that is what they did and then she tells them and the rest of america that she talked to her pension person and that pension person told her hey if you work one more year then you will get an extra 15k a year once you turn 63 and can retire so as i was you i would work another year she's like no i hate it i want to just live on the beach do yoga classes to tourists for money and eat mangoes. That is what I will do. And I said, well, you can't just eat mangoes. So get you some rice, um, get you some beans and make you some some kind of sauce because that's what you will be eating.
1: Now, if you wanted mangoes, you could just go to New Jersey in Gabby's mom's house from Love After Lockup and you could just steal one of hers from her black and white kitchen, honey, because even though she'll be very mad when you walk into Gabby's mom's kitchen by being, she'll be very stern at first, she'll still allow you a piece of mango, even if she's going to grill you about some questions like, what woman were you talking to? Anyway, that's a crossover. Here's my other situation about Danielle. Um, I love that Danielle basically is like, oh, i I'm a teacher. I fucking hate kids. No, I hate them. No, I can't do this. I can't do this one more second. No matter how much you pay me, they're horrible. I hate my job. You can throw money at me. And even like, yeah, my pension, like when I'm older and could really use it and it's still not worth it as much as how, that's how much I hate them kids. Yeah. I
0: I mean, so she gets to Dominican Republic, but before that we meet Johan and we get a great scene of him washing his body. We also get another amazing scene of him trying to learn English out of a book. And I said, you know Aww. what, bendito, thank you. Like this is this is wonderful. Side note, Chris, um, Frank called me today and spoke to me in almost decent English. And I was taken aback. Someone else has been learning
1: English out of a book as well. Wow, that's, that is bananas. That is muy loco. <laughs> Um, yeah, you know, he is, he's like Sucre, no, he's like Dolce. Sweet. sweet, you know? Yeah, yeah, he's like, I like this little, like, Usually, was, doing, like, he had an actually good accent. Now, here's the thing, so that scene, so here's the thing, so we obviously know that Danielle, When Danielle has now set up and that she hates New York, we knew from *Living the Caribbean, there already was this contention of where they were going to live. Now, <laughs> even though Johan is not a sankey panky just so happens he desperately wants to live in uh, America and, like, That's his dream. It's always been his dream. And he wants to get work there. And he very much just told Danielle, He doesn't want to live in his home country anymore, which is where she met him. And she very much is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's where I want to live. I want to live. And so she gets married to him and is like, yeah, don't worry. I'm going to totally apply for your visa. Yeah, I don't apply. Like, yeah, you're a visa. Like, that's why we got married, right, babe? And like, I'll listen to your wants and needs because like, you know, I respect you as my husband. Like, oh, yeah, I applied for your visa. Just kidding. I didn't apply because I don't even want to live in America anyway. So her big plan is to obviously get to the dr tell him that she doesn't want ever to go back to america that she's not applied for the visa to get a place that she they thought was temporary and to like move in longer so she gets her butt to the airport honey and he's picking her up at the airport Literally. and then he sees her. she runs and jumps on him that little koala honey with her little like legs wrap around him you know what i'm saying like yep he is tall and she is small and smalls. Smalls <laughs> and smalls you know so uh they get in the car you know and it, it does look beautiful but it's like not even like nearly two seconds before she starts dropping hits like look how gorgeous it here oh my god how could you even think about ever living in america it's so shitty and he's like Oh God, I can't believe you are back. Like, I forgot how shitty you could be. And so he's like, Well, I because I wanna um, that's because we talked about living there. And so it's like why I wanna live there. She's like, Well, you can't even you can't live there. Like, first of all, do you know how expensive it is? Muy caro. My place is four thousand and you you can't even speak English. Like, And by the way, have you been learning a word? No. You know, and she is just, it's like so rude what she does to him. And it's because she is trying to drive home her wants and needs with, and her objective, which is to live there, which also her living there and getting him to do so Also, speaks to a weird insecurity where I think she wants so badly to make it seem like, see, he doesn't want to come to America. It's not sankey panky because if he lives with me here in the DR, then his whole goal of going to America, you know, like that's not really a real thing for him. Also, he
0: brings up a very valid point that in the DR, there is no way for him to get ahead. And he wants to be able to take care of his mother and his family. And one, she's not willing to come there and do that for him. So to alleviate his pressure to go to the US. And B, she's not listening to him to better understand that there are no options for growth for him in the DR. And his best bet is to go to the US. And she just, it's just so manipulative and then mean of her to do it the way that she did it, like trying to basically tell him he doesn't know anything and he's, he's not smart, he didn't learn, the, you're not gonna the. be able to work there anyway. And I said, what an absolute lie. There are people in New York City right now from the Dominican Republic who have lived in New York City for 45 years and do not speak a word of English. And they work, it is very possible for you to be a Spanish speaker only in this country and work. And also, why can't she just move to Florida? Florida, there'll be a bunch of Spanish speakers that he could hang out with. It's better weather. She can hang out at the beach and her money will go far there because it's cheaper. It's a cheaper cost of living. And this $4,000 apartment she has, that's on her for being gypped. She's lying. She's not paying $4,000 a month on a teacher's pension and also being like a priestess of the y- y- of Yafa or whatever, Yaffa, uh religion. This is a lie. Her rent at the most is 22 to 2,500.
1: Yeah, I know. Then she likes. She mildly brings up the EFA again. She was like, "Yeah, last time I was here, like you know, because he all she brings up about the EFA is that johan comes from an evangelical Christian background and she comes from EFA, you know. So anyway, so she doesn't come um, from EFA; she adopted it. Yeah, I know. I I said it and then was like, "That's not how I wanted to say it." But how do you say it? I said it awkwardly. Yeah. So she basically just has to try and talk him into doing whatever she wants which is she's just she really is an obnoxious person and i when i was watching her i don't remember not liking her that much in the first couple of seasons but when i saw her again i was like i don't know if i want to see more of this narrative where this kind of out of touch older white woman is just so upset because someone's not doing exactly what she wants. And is always accusing him of scamming her. Meanwhile, she is only interested in what she wants.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm going to be interested. She she got on my nerves last episode, like last season. But mm-hmm. it's still very fun and light. Like, it, I don't oh. feel like he is he is at an in position because he's not in the States. Like, I think mm. the, I think the, the good thing is that he came and picked her up in a car, which is like, when did he get a car? And, um, you know, he, he seen it's it's on his turf. So she can rant and rave as much as she wants to. But at the end of the day, like, you know, they're in his country, and he's her husband, and he has the upper hand, so to speak. Because um, you, the truth is, also, if she brought him to the US. She 100% knows that he would find somebody younger and better looking and someone who actually yep. his lang- his language. Oh, sure. Yeah, she's 100% like, Underst- doesn't understand, like understands that like he fully the fact that she can't have kids, and that she would never be able to afford a surrogate in order to provide him with children she he's
1: going to eventually leave her. So she wants to make it so that he can't Can you believe how smart we've come over the years of studying this over and over again so but we do have two brand new couples to continue on with which I'm really excited about. Um, any more about them? Let's talk about Rishi and his okay. onion hair. Yeah, let's talk about Rishi, honey, from one hot piece to another. Except I don't find this person hot, but he does himself. <laughs> um, he is Rishi. Now, he is uh, from India, and he is a fitness model and personal trainer, which basically is what also Johannes. is. Um, and he, listen, he isn't just beauty. He's also brains. This is what he says, because he also went and got his like law degree and like an engineering thing. And then he worked in the private sector, but first this is what a a little LOL, but the private sector and all of its success wasn't good enough for him. So he left it all to be like a personal trainer and model. Now here's the thing. It's one thing if you are a model, but it's another thing that if you are spending your time every day, just personal training, Peeps I, that I can tell, like it's kind of the you know, like their first foray into fitness. I don't know if you really were like turning down millions to like take on these tens of dollars in your career. I don't know. I'm a little, I'm a little. I stressed. feel like
0: he's let down his Indian parents to the tenth degree. Like I feel like he is in a worse spot choosing to leave that unless he owns the gym and it's making a nice profit for him. But like. You gave up being a lawyer to be
1: a fitness model? Who do you think, whose parents hate him more? Do you think that Rishi's parents having known that he could have been a lawyer and or an engineer, and now he's like some weird fitness model that might marry an old white woman, what's worse, that person or Sumit's parents, which they, he could have married an Indian woman and be and be happy, like, you know, giving, you know, Indian babies and Indian daughter law but instead he like cheated on her with an old white woman and now it's with an old white woman whose parents hate them more. I mean, Why? I
0: feel like Rishi's must right? Because not only did Rishi give up a promising career, cause you know, Sumit did not have one. He, um, you know, makes food, which is delicious but not super popular. <laughs> popular. Um, but also Rishi has is also getting with an older white woman who can't have kids. Not only did he give up the career, he's also getting with a woman who most likely doesn't want or can't have kids. Well, we don't know that yet. Um, but Rishi mm-hmm. has a very specific hair regimen. He feels like he has the best mm-hmm. hair in India, which I was like, there are women out there slaying the game right now. You have no idea. Um, but I did I was interested in the onion, um, you know, thing because I have heard that putting onion in your hair is good for it. I just am so allergic to it that I can't ever put onion anywhere near my face. Um, or even in the same room as it, truthfully, raw onion. And then he also had some coconut oil and I was like, how refined and perfect is that coconut oil? Um, But then we meet Jen. Jen is 46 and she's from Oklahoma and she lives on a farm with her brother and her mother. And um, she is feeding some pigs and she, you can tell that she's never really done this and she did this just for the cameras. Um, She's kind of a like travel around the world, solo dolo type of person and um she met rishi in india while she was on a solo trip and she first met him thought he was a d-bag because she met him while he was like having an audition for
1: modeling and she um ended up well yeah at the lobby he was like nice to meet you look at these pictures of me just showing her pictures of him like hot pictures what a, I mean but then here's the thing she's like i don't like him and then she's like but then two days later you were hanging out i'm like okay you didn't like him but what he asked for your number and you were like fine i mean you're in a country and you
0: need a guide and you know maybe she was thinking like they could have had a hot time like she didn't like him but maybe she did want to like see what that penis like you know
1: Honey e pray love mm-hmm.
0: um so her brother is like listen this is it's crazy. Don't do this. You said that he ghosted you. And then we have this amazing video of her like looking into the camera with one tear falling from her eye saying like, Listen, I love you. But this is not gonna work. You know, um, I'm scared and you are my first love. And I thank you so much for and I appreciate the time we spent together, which is like seriously something that I would have done without professing that somebody was my first love because they wouldn't be. Um, Also, was your husband not your first love it seems weird that you would uh, marry somebody that you weren't in love with interesting um and i'm like that doesn't mean that he's a bad guy so the brother felt like he was reaching and it felt like he didn't even want to be in that conversation because he truly didn't know what else to say i mean his sister like freaked out as i would have done when someone is like not communicating with me in the way that i expect them to do and she just sent a voice memo a voice video like not a video of herself crying and talking about how much she loves him and it reeled him back in listen um if i didn't have pride i would do that
1: you know it's so annoying being a female right now because and always and always at all all times it definitely was more annoying um, back in the day than it is now but i mean just it's always annoying but it's like there's female intuition of like when things have changed when things have shifted and there's also i guess anxious attachment or insecure attachment which is where you want just uh, like a re- reassurance on some sort of basis that things are chill but it's like not like all the time or not like a lot but something that you feel like energetically that things are okay it's a weird it's a weird thing about dating you know like in,
0: yeah I n- right you never really know what to do you don't know if you should text them when they're not texting you just to keep the conversation going to let them know that you're interested in them because it feels thirsty. But also, when the, when you want to just come out and say like, "Hey, I can tell this is you're not interested in me anymore," or you're kind of like got other things on your plate, so that's cool, thanks, you know. But I can't do this. I need some kind of regular. Then they like either don't respond to that, so you feel even worse because you feel like you just went crazy for no reason, or they respond and tell you, "No, no, no, I'm so sorry," and then they end up ghosting you even harder the next time. So it's like yep. they're like, "No, no, no," and then they talk to you for two days, like for real and you think it's back and then they hard ghost you. Yes. So it's like, why can't you just be honest and be like, yeah, the vibe is off and I'm so sorry. Like, you know, but I mean, I get it. Like texting somebody and saying, hey, the vibe is off, like all the best is hard. But what I would do, and this is what I have done, is like, hey, I really enjoyed spending some time with you. However, I was dating two people and I think I'm choosing the other person. (laughs) <laughs> oh, Jesus. no I thought, I thought you were
1: to come out of that much more elegant than mean? You just, what else? I, like, I, was, I feel like, like,
0: like i would i would i would be upset but at least i would know it was done what what would you like him to say if he's done with you and he's not interested anymore
1: how would you like for him to gracefully exit stage okay hey christine already nice already good already like oh okay god here it comes whatever it comes. I really want to express how much I enjoyed your company. Wit, charm, <gasps> grace. Shut up, why you. wit. I'll come for you. Uh listen, I'm a romantic. Even my my lesbian fantasies, my my straight man fantasies. Everything's romantic. Yeah, okay. So uh and then he goes. I found myself distracted or preoccupied by someone else or something else whatever he wants to say and that is where my focus is which isn't fair to you but 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 the truth but the truth
0: i love that he has to acknowledge that it isn't fair to you like the wit okay okay I'll, i'll give you that but he has to be like this isn't fair to you i understand you you princess of princesses
1: it's me. It would be nice. Go ahead. And then I, ahead. and then he would go. He would go. I wish you all the best. But but I wish you the best. Um, you know. And then end with an inside joke to make it seem even more personal. And then because that inside joke, he'll because if he ends with that inside joke. He will then just leave. He can delete me, but I will always be like, the fuck, he was the classiest gentleman that I ever just lost. Whoever got him or whoever distracted him, honey, that's a golden poon. What a, I mean, Lancelot. What a Lancelot. Okay, I mean, that's fair. That's that's okay. interesting. I'm
0: like, what would he have to tell me? Yeah, he would just need to be like, hey, so um, <laughs> I, had, I really enjoyed our time together, but um, I won't be able to put much as much energy into this relationship because i'm kind of diverted into someone else or other things but i do thank you
1: for your time and i wish you all the best yeah okay well that's not that that, i mean there's a a version of what i said Mine's maybe a little fall it's a version it is it
0: is a version i don't i don't need him to to tell me that it's the best time he's ever had and that he's like (laughs) i
1: I didn't say i mean really listen if i could have been like me like christine I honestly think that you're maybe the most beautiful thing I've ever seen in my whole life. I don't know what's wrong with me other than my other incompetence. <laughs> that I would be given the opportunity to see you even be in your presence. And I just will be honest and say, I'm not worthy. I can't, it's too much for me, but there are men who are good and strong and I will, I will pray you find them. And I'll join the chorus behind of like, where are the men for you? Where have all the cowboys gone for you? And I'll be like, thank you, you know?
0: Yeah it's always best when it's mutual though that's the best when it's fucking mutual and then they like text message you out of the blue and they're like hey sorry i've been busy and you're like oh yeah you and then you ignore it because you're like no this was mutual this was mutual
1: Huh, yeah, no. If 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 we both go see each other, then that's what's happened. How dare you come back, <laughs> yeah. honey? How dare you're dead, honey? I mean, you know, Casper doesn't come back, and neither does. But what's no Casper too? Okay, babes. Um. So basically, yeah. So Ch- Charles, her brother, like you know, has that southern thing where he doesn't like move much when he talks. You can just, it. You know, what it remind me of. Remind me a little bit of Rebecca and Zayed in that it's a woman who has, or uh, yeah, a woman in this case, it could be anyone, but in this case, a woman whose family members are like. We've been knowing you like your entire life. We've seen uh, what you've done and we've never been impressed, (laughs) never been impressed. So we don't trust you. And even now, like you might look like a grown grown ass adult. Like, I guess you've been on this earth for like a certain amount of years. But I'm just going to look at you and treat you, honey, like you don't know what the fuck you're doing and have never known.
0: It, I mean, that's like, you know, yeah, I mean, I, I think I would be so upset. I mean, obviously, people who are in those positions like don't aren't upset about it. But I would be so upset if my parents thought of me as like. Not a put together adult so that they could be proud that they raised Um. anyways, so she's going to go to India and uh, that's that. Now let's move on to Gabriel and uh, Isabel from Florida. Gabriel is 32 years old and he is the shortest man like i, <laughs> I want to see him with isabel <laughs> i was like you're t- teeny tiny and the only reason why it, it it like affected me is because i have dated at least the last two guys have just been like five, five.
1: <laughs> Oh yeah yeah i um you know i started i only recently started to be like I want a tall man, and I refuse. I think that I've like my whole life. Listen, there's many men that walk this world who are like, I won't date a girl above one one twenty seven. Wait a minute, (laughs) like
0: Chris, you're saying that?
1: uh, No, tell me what you're saying. Go ahead. Never mind. Sorry. Okay, I'll tell you. There are. I think there are men that walk around this world that are like, yeah, I like you know, like I, you know, like I, the the. Sorry, there are men that walk around that are not afraid to say that their ideal range of what's attracted to them. (laughs) <laughs> is this ideal of beauty that it maybe looks, let's just say weight, weight range, you know, up to 130. Those men exist. So I will just be like, you know what? I'm 5'8", and I want a man that is above 6'0", 6.0. It makes me, it actually changes the way I feel in the presence. I feel like... It changes the molecular dna in my atoms where i you know i just i feel different and it must be you know so listen we all have something and that's i like height
0: yeah i mean i'm wide
1: open because i would like
0: yeah so i've given up the the six foot thing i had it at some point and i went out with a short king and like i'm gonna wear heels and not give a shit i have made that choice um but here we have gabriel he is um the owner of a company called proudware he's a trans man and he is in front of us making something referred to as packers then he gives us a little bit of information about some of what might be desires of trans men to have a codpiece in between their legs to give them the feeling of a penis.
1: Yeah I mean y- you know it's interesting because there are all of the ways in which like you present gender and then there's the ways the subtle ways that you don't think about the pre- like you know I don't think about the way in which my pants would feel with this piece in between my legs, you know, or whatnot. Uh, but I definitely know what it's like to walk around with two sacks on my chest. And I've always been knowing that, you know? So like, and so obviously. Yeah. I feel more ladylike
0: when I wear heels. Like I feel like there's something to heels that for me make me feel like a lady. So I can definitely see
1: that it being the same kind of thing. Um, the weight of it maybe there's like a little weight you almost feel like in the where you stand that a adjust, slightly adjusts is your stance in any kind of way like in the way in which yeah like you walk differently in heels or you walk differently if you're in horrible restaurant shoes you know the kind that you have to wear that are like the worker shoes oh i hate those restaurant shoes so so clunky so heavy you know i think that so anyway yeah um he talks about the fact that he has changed people's lives, that he gets letters from people that are like, this is amazing. And thank you so much. I feel so much better, you know, and and there's many people that are trans that, you know, the spectrum also of where, how you want to live and what degree also and where you are and how you want to change things on your body is different too. So this gives a great option for many people who are not, uh, fully realized downstairs in the like reassignment surgery aspect, which Gabe is Gabe is like, listen, there's a big Gabe downstairs, honey. You think I'm sure like big Gabe isn't big Gabe is like packing, you know, like talk about a Packer. Um, yeah. So he, I also feel like Gabe is making what feels like some bank. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's a niche market, obviously. But, you know, he's found this thing. He he makes his own foam packers, but he has to go and get the underwear made. And maybe he slips a little packer into some sort of sleeve. He goes to Colombia to get the underwear manufactured. He was going to kind of, like, re-up the supply chain. He goes and he meets Isabel. And uh, he talks about just having, like, a fabulous night you know where they just meet and their like eyes are drawn to each other and they like kiss and they flirt and they like dance and they talk all night and she tells him you know in the midst of all this like romanticness that she doesn't want to have sex too fast and that makes him feel safe somewhat calm and somewhat chill about that and so he gets to just enjoy that night and the next day he's like He texts her and he's like, just because you're going to know, like soy transgender, you know, and Isabel is totally chill with it. She's like, oh, it's okay. No big deal. Now he says that Isabel didn't know, which then I was like, I would love to know if Isabel kind of maybe knew. Oh,
0: I I just, I really liked the trans man representation. I love the conversation that he was having with his friend about how you don't have much trans man representation and that you see a lot of. Um, male to female um uh representation and I was like, You know what I'm happy for you because like i don't know i've I've met a trans man before and i've i wasn't able to like tell i feel mm-hmm. like testosterone really takes to people who are on that uh series of um medications it takes onto them in a way that would it wouldn't i wouldn't be able to tell in a you know be able to you
1: know clock anybody so it's an xx chromosome thing where we're kind of all you know we're all females we are born we kind of like start as female and then the y chromosome comes into some of us and turns us into a biological male or whatever and so i think from a state of a a feminine state i think it's testosterone really exhibits um like strong qualities you know so yeah my my interesting part was like yeah they were just like saying that you know certain people pass in such a way it's sometimes hard to clock like members of what they call the brotherhood
0: yeah his friend
1: yeah i
0: mean I I never would have known. known and i i personally like i'm open to trans men so like i am like you're cute you had any i love that he was wearing two watches he had his apple watch and he has his flossy watch um i love that the friend was like i'm coming down there to support you at your bachelor party and i hope all the best so we find out that gabe is really close to her parents and because he goes down there like monthly cause he has an apartment down there, which I'm assuming she lives in.
1: Um, so he's taking yeah. basically oh. taking care of her. And, um, yeah, yeah that's why I'm like, Hey, he makes money. Like, this is like, I was like, he makes a lot of money. Like this, there must be other things or yeah, the niche market helped out honey, because he, you know, he become with the money.
0: Yeah. Um, so anywho, the friend, um, is in full support. And he's like, you you don't have to tell the, the parents. And, I, and he didn't say that. I, I guess in my mind, I thought that's what he was getting towards. Is that like, but my thought was, why, A, why do you have to tell the parents? B, why is it your job to do it? Why hasn't she already told her parents? Because like, it just doesn't <sighs> make any point. sense that you both have to go do it together. Um, also, we the next scene with Gabe, this is where we see the crack in the porcelain. Because up until here, we were like, Oh, my God, he's so with it. He's like a proud trans man. He's like an advocate. He's having one man parades and like hot pink underwear. And like, yeah, he tells his whole entire story. And at first, I was a little bit like, why do we have to help know your whole story? Like, why can't we just accept that you're a trans man? Like, why do you? F- why does this country make us make trans people feel like they have to divulge all of their life history? But then I realized that he's probably one of the only trans individuals in a show like this, that's going to reach a lot of different types of people. So it, it felt like it was like an educational piece. And he was willing to be the kind of spokesperson for that in that moment.
1: Yeah, I think that there's a delicate balance of having to teach people things. Like they would have to, te- you know, yeah, someone who doesn't know about trans things would have to be taught why mm-hmm. there's such things as a packer and why this is a business where and who would buy it and who would need it and who wouldn't and you know and what wh- you know. So I think that they're doing a great job. So the scene that you're talking about that is weird. I don't know if you actually got to uh, verbalize it, which is the tattoo scene where he is getting tattooed by his sister's boyfriend and in this scene it's revealed that <clears throat> gabe has dated many women before you know obviously uh gets around kind of a player a little bit you know it has a charm about him has a good smile we can see that obviously makes a lot of money so like you know he's throwing down and he like his thing that he likes to do like is get their name like tattooed on him you know what i'm saying and so he is getting Isabel's name like tattooed on him meanwhile getting another woman's name that he had dated like off of him and it's you know gives his sister a lot of time to like really go at him and he's like he, the sister i mean is like not not playing i mean she's just like i understood the assignment which has come for you she's like you've always been impulsive now this part i will say this This is the one part that was kind of a, a little bit uh i don't i got it. like it like gave me a little like electric shock i'm afraid there's a trope like okay i don't want the first transgender person on 90 day fiance to have the word impulsive be like a word that is used to describe this mm-hmm. person because sometimes i feel like i know you're gonna cause i know because listen as i've already said a lot of the people the romantic choices on this show are are already impulsive they just met someone they want to live with them they can't live with them so they have to get them to come over and suddenly they only have 90 days they are gonna get married it's, all of that is already impulsive okay like but unfortunately, a lot of trans people have a fight against them, which is the idea of like certain things being phases or this being an impulse or a phase of their of their gender identity. And so now I will tell you that Gabe has... In their Gabe story, it was like, look, like I knew I was gay. You know, like I knew I was liking women. When I was like, honey, fucking five. And then I just didn't realize there was this thing called trans. And so I was just like, okay, I guess I'll be a butch gay lesbian. Oh my god! And then I was on YouTube and realized that you could go through um a transgender journey by watching this person do it on YouTube. And like, went down the rabbit hole. I was like, oh, that's what I am. And that happened really early on in Gabe's like uh, 18 to early twenties and Gabe is now like 32. So Gabe's gender identity is nothing at all impulsive. And I've, but because that word is used in this scene, it made me kind of cringe that the producers let that be there because I feel like it gives fodder.
0: Yeah. Hopefully it won't, it won't take off in that direction. But I mean, the sister reads him for filth was like, you moved men women into our mom's house like more than one you get them tattooed on you you make decisions immediately and also this woman has kids and didn't you say you didn't want to ever date somebody who has kids and then it basically like what i got from this was that he doesn't want to have to raise any kids like he's not interested in rate in the rearing of kids and he feels like Isabel is going to have time for him like also there's a time factor where he's like, Well, her kids are older, so they don't need her as much. And I'm like, Oh, you you were like, fully like, yeah, I want you to give me all of your attention at all times. Mm-hmm. And your dumb mm-hmm. kids can suck an egg. And mm-hmm. uh, so he's like, well, her kids are like 16 and 11. And I'm like that 11 year old, once you move into that house, that 11 year old is gonna need his mama like crazy. um, And you're gonna have to help her with them. The 16 year old is gonna be going through a thing, and she might be trying to do whatever. And your your Isabel gonna be frustrated, and you're gonna have to support her through it. And it just seems really negligent for him to, ha- um, for him to toss away the idea of her- how important her kids are and what the impact they're gonna have on their lives is. It's really crazy.
1: Isabel is beautiful, you know, and um, I'm. I- I'm excited to see like how this plays out. Like we're obviously going to meet the parents, you know, we're obviously going to meet the kids, you know, all of that's mm. going to happen. And I'd love to meet uh, Gabe's ex-girlfriend with be LOL. You know, everything's a possibility, honey. This is only episode one. I will say this when I was watching on uh, the, oh yeah. I was watching on the stupid app. They didn't give a next time. There was no scenes for whatever the next episode is, which was weird to me. Like, there wasn't even a, a super teaser at the end. I can't remember. Um. Okay. Well, this is true. Yeah. Uh. So I just like it ended, and I was like, oh, oh, oh.
0: Hmm?
1: <laughs> oh, weird. Okay. So, um, that is. Do we do we have any more? We don't even know if we have another couple that might be in, introduced later. Yeah, on. Yeah, we
0: have two more couples that are going to be introduced later on.
1: Oh. Okay. Good. You did know that. right babes well we've we're done we have done all the couples of the first episode of season four of toe towing it up honey toe so we are excited to continue the line of towing and um we're just crawls triple a honey you know we're there with your roadside roadside Assistance.
0: assistance yeah
1: um yeah if you want to see more of us, you absolutely can on what's called social media. Have you heard of it? There's such a thing as Instagram. I know it's crazy. At Docky Sweeties is us. We're also on TikTok. It's at Docky Sweeties and Twitter. It's Docky Sweeties one. If you would
0: like one. to see the visuals of what you are hearing, what is tickling your eardrum, you can join our Patreon. And we want to thank you so much to the new patrons that have come in. We've had like three come in in the, in the last week. So it's been maybe one. Maybe maybe, maybe we've had three come in in January. I'm trying to do a thing and I'm failing. Anyways, thank you so much for those of you who recently joined us. We love your patronage. Uh, it's $10 a month and you can find us on patreon.com slash docusweeties
1: Thank you so much. Give us five stars. We love you guys. And we have a lot of fun things coming up and some collabs and things on Netflix. What are you watching? Tell us if you want us to watch something with you. And other than that, have a fabulous rest of your week. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.